I guess uh, Adam Levine and Ime Udoka do have one thing in common. Uh, they uh, they want the sugar. Yes, please. And uh, they make sure she will be loved. Just, uh, you know, not, not their actual wives type of thing. But hey, you know what? Um, <laughs> honestly, I think the Adam Levine one is so much worse. Like Ime Udoka, yeah, he look, he clapped some, he clapped some cheeks. And I think honestly, it, I think for them to suspend him the whole year, it's kind of like for that. It's like if you're going to fire him, fire him type of thing. But it makes no sense to suspend someone for doing what happens in work environments i hate to break it to people every single job you go to someone in there is fucking somebody in there not even if they want to it's just gonna happen i'm not condoning the behavior i'm not saying it's uh right what he did or nothing like that but like people are surprised that a former nba player now coach is, you know, he fucked a couple snow bunnies. Like, yeah, you know, happy Easter boys. Um, oh, he cracked a few eggs in there. <laughs> Sunny side up, baby. Um, oh, well, he did scramble a few things. Um, I think something happened in the office. I think, I think for this to become what it is, I think for the policy and shit, because... I think it had to happen in the office. And he fucked somebody's wife who actually matters in that organization. That's what I think. I think he fucked somebody's wife who works for them. And they both work there in some capacity. And, uh... But, Adam Levine... His obsession with this girl, and he be dumb enough... You have the blue check mark to your fucking name. On Instagram. So you know when people screenshot it. You can't even pretend that it's not real. This guy. Adam fucking Levine. The lead singer. Of Maroon 5. Judge on the voice. Well. You know. He uh. He uh. He missed the voice on this one. Because he wasn't listening. This dude is upset with this college girl in Texas. Texas. Some girl named Summer, an IG girl. And I don't know what's more weirder. The way he talked about, like, the way he, um... Because, you know, the DMs was essentially like, Oh my god, you're so fucking hot. Like, this dude, this dude look like a... He sound, like, if you just read the DM and didn't have the name... And you would just be like, you know what, but put a name, you you know, put a name to this guy, put a age. They'd be like, you know what, this looks like a 22-year, this sounds like a 22-year-old named Dell. A 22-year-old named Thad. Like, you're so fucking hot. It's like, dude, you're a dude in your mid-30s married to a Victoria's Secret model. And you're like, you're so fucking hot. Is she attractive? Yeah. There's no girl I'm telling in a DM. You're so fucking hot. You're fucking Adam Levine. She's supposed to tell you you're so fucking hot. When you hit those high notes. 
you know, in both capacities. Um, I love you, baby. I guess uh, he definitely, he has no choice but the, you know, on my window, knock on my, uh, she's, she's gone. Your girl's going to have a lot of broken smiles in the porn right now. And you're going to be standing. I hope you don't mind spending every day out on the corner in the porn rain. Because you got a lot of making up to do. But you know the most fuck, the fucked up part? The most fucked up part. Is he asked this woman's permission. This girl's permission. This IG girl who he, you know, busted open a few times. And as for her permission to name a child that he hasn't had yet with his actual wife, her permission to use her name, which is a common fucking, Summer is a common fucking name. It's not that unique of a name. You know, it's not, it's not like some Estonian name like, oh, Shariva. Like, no, it's fucking Summer. It's literally one of the four seasons. For some reason, people name their kids after the seasons, like All the Power to You. I actually think, like, eh, you know, there's worse names out there. I think it's kind of lazy. But you know what? I'm not here to judge what people name. But you're going to ask her permission if you could use her name to name a child that you're having with your wife. And your wife would have, and your explanation to your wife probably would have been some bullshit thing. You know, Summer, it's actually a passage for the Virgo. You know, you would have made some bullshit escapade of deep philosophy and some shit. And then wrote like a dumbass little jingle to it. Wrote like a acoustic strip down. You know, maybe Room 5 would actually be fucking good again. You know, if he ha- like if he had this child and actually like, you know, fucking actually... You know, got back to the basics of what made Maroon 5, which was the beautiful, stripped down, lyrics, voice, and just the simpleness. And now it's just all this techno, you know, and all this like features trying to feature with Cardi B and Wiz Khalifa and shit. Yeah, you get billion, like you, Maroon 5 is the definition of a band that sold out. And I don't like using that term because I'm not going to tell someone they... I'm not going to be mad at someone for making a shitload of money. But, you know, I I think this situation really exposes, and if you know anything about him, Levine, like, he grew up, I think he's like a producer, like a music producer's kid. Like, you know, he definitely had an advantage in the business, right? Like, he's obviously talented and all that stuff, but... Like, if there was an unlikable person based off his umbrella entitlement and all that shit, he definitely fits that profile. Um, but their own music used to be so good. And, like, the first, like up until, like, 2010, 11, like, they were still, they still had songs in every album that, like, this shit bops. But then something happened. I don't expect that. I understand your first album is literally your life's work. And then every album after that, you're just making it as it goes. So I'm not going to hold you to the standards of songs from Jane. But God damn it. Like you, you strayed so far away that you like, you don't even sound like, like when their songs and music plays on the radio, I don't even like, it takes me meant to recognize 
the group it is. You know, who it is. And he has a distinct voice. So you think it'd be easy, but it's so synthesized and production and shit. Like, it kind of mixes in now. But, um... Yeah. I just, uh... Adam Levine's a real douchebag. Ime Udoka, bad decision making. Not the greatest judgment. I'm not going to shit on someone for cheating. It's not right and all that stuff, but in the grand scheme of things, that's a personal thing. But the way you kind of go about it, you know, I, I think that that says a whole lot more about how you really view it. And, like, I, I just imagine bringing a child in this world with someone who is asking another woman's permission if they can use their name because their name was much more impactful in their mind than you. Like, yeah, that's, that's a pretty tough pill to swallow. Um... Uh, well, I have a feeling she's going to have no problem leaving this bed. Uh, but he's never going to leave this bed. Okay. Uh, really makes me wonder. Alright. But yeah. Welcome to episode 172. Wow, that was a long opening. Welcome to episode 172 of the Off and Be podcast with Clint Nelson. I'm your host, Clint Nelson. Don't forget to like, follow, comment, subscribe, follow the notification Follow the podcast, Jesus Christ. Hit the notification bell on all apps, whatever app you listen to. But most importantly, ladies and gentlemen, except Adam Levine and Ime Yudoka, because I feel like uh, they've gotten a little bit too much of this recently. But don't forget to suck some titties. Uh, yes. Recording this at 1.51 p.m. Eastern, September 24th, 2022. Yeah, and I just realized that, shit, my birthday's coming up in, like, literally three fucking weeks. Just curious, you know, since I'm doing this in real time, what day is my birthday falling? Sorry to bore the audience here, but hey, you know what? Uh, On a Wednesday. Of course it would fall on a fucking Wednesday. Of all the fucking days, a Wednesday? The middle of the fucking week? Jesus, and I always work on Wednesdays. Jesus. Nah, neither here nor there. But yeah, I'll be 27. Jesus. You know, I remember last year I did a, I'm 26, I'm 26 what now? I guess every time it's my birthday, I'll put my age, I'm filling the age, what now? And it'll just be this constant update of, you know, where I'm at in my life, how I view life and where I'm going and shit. And I think what you notice probably, like, for people that do that, because people like to do that stuff every year for their birthday, do, like, some deep self-reflection of themselves um, and kind of, like, evaluate where they're at in life and stuff. And I think what you really realize is when you watch enough people, it's kind of like with New Year's resolutions, but it, it really just birthdays. Like, people, it really makes people look at themselves more than Christmas, more than Thanksgiving, more than any other holiday because it's so personal to you. And it's a celebration of another year of existing, but one year closer to death. And I don't really like getting into death. I don't think it's really that fascinating to me. Um, But, you know, that's the reality. Every day you live is your 
technically older. Every second you're alive, you're older. But I think you notice, like, if you see someone do that for, like, five years straight, you really realize that, you know, people will never, people always find what's wrong with themselves. You you can always find what you're unhappy about. You can always find where you can be better at, where you wish you were, and all that stuff. And really, I know it's a constant theme in my life that I've just kind of learned to be is just in the moment. Be be grateful. Be gracious. Um, Jesus, starting to sound like a fucking yuppie. As my mom would say, oh, these yuppies out here. I don't know what that means, but I know what it means. You know, sometimes you hear words that you like, kind of like charisma. I don't know what it means, but I know what it means. That's a word like yuppie. It's like one of those old, you know, old timey boomer terms. Yuppie. She's a busybody. That's a term I heard a lot. A busybody. She a busybody. But yeah. Um... But yeah, uh, that should be fun. That should be some. And all right, and actually, I, there's actually a. Uh, I've been on a real. You know, it's where like sometimes you um randomly go through little binges in music and stuff. With like a popular artist that's popular, anyways. She's literally like probably the most popular. Female artists of the decade other than like Beyonce and shit. Oh, by the way, featured sponsor slash guest for today's pod is the Ghost Sour Patch Redberry drink. Ooh, this shit gets me going. But, um, yeah, there's this uh, thing. Let's just say, uh, this happens to me a little too often. I fall in these random kind of deep dives in artists. Artists I've known before, but I've never had a fascination to really just, like, listen to them like that. It happened to me recently with John Mayer. Like, the past almost year, I've been on this John Mayer, like, part of my regular playlist type of thing, right? Um, and now... I'm kind of going on a Taylor Swift. Yeah. Taylor fucking Swift. Um, and I think... Here's the thing. When you really... Li- when you really like binge listen to an artist. And you kind of have a background knowledge of who they are. And you've listened to some songs. But then you start actually listening to their music. You really can tell and I think Taylor Swift and John Mayer are exceptions because they write essentially all their music that's kind of their staple they write their their sound and vision is so distinct you could tell songs that if they didn't write it because you could just tell the way they their the message behind it how they speak about it type of thing when they sing the passion in it the type of personal connection you feel is different when you write a song and when you don't right uh and I noticed with, which by the way, Taylor Swift actually wrote a song called Dear John. This is how deep in the rabbit hole I've gone. Is that like you actually learn that, wait, they dated? It's like, oh, Taylor Swift dated everyone. John Mayer dated everyone. Like That was just kind of what happened. You know, they're in a the workplace of being the most famous artist that can play music. And, you know, respected in their fields. And play guitar. Well, mainly John. Taylor can kind of play him, but you know. She's more of the songwriter aspect. John is more of the 
guitar player who can write songs and like his first nature is to play guitar shit but he actually had to learn how to sing type of thing but anyways um she actually wrote a song called dear john and it's literally about john mayer and it was the song came out like the same year or less than a year after they broke up type of thing and you can sense a lot of like oh this is why she has the reputation of Lily just kind of using men. I don't like this, but she definitely uses her fell relationships to her, as people say, her creative pastures. It's like, nah, I mean, you, you basically are like, hey, if this shit fails, I'm going to shit on you. Because it is never my fault. Um, <laughs> I'm not saying it's her fault, but... I guess as you'll learn, it was it'll be a all too well. <laughs> uh, you don't have to go back to December all the time. Back to December is literally about Taylor Lautner. This is how deep in the rabbit hole I've gotten. Back to December was about Taylor Lautner. All too well, a ten minute fucking song, by the way. Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake, at least Jake Gyllenhaal's like, I got ten minutes out of this bitch. Um, of course he won't say it like that, but you know. Um, I would be like, hey, you know what? If you if you spend 10 minutes on me, you know, that's longer than most of our interactions. Um, so, you know, cool stuff. But, like, the detail in her music is something I do appreciate. Because, like, even that 10-minute song, people always say, like, I don't want to listen to a 10-minute song. A 10-minute song where it's very particular, specific detail... I will always appreciate and listen to as long as it sounds good, and it sounds good. Um, she she obviously can. There's something about the way she writes her music and specificness that all that always like I always gravitate to specificness. I remember the specific line all too well where she's talking about that you can just visualize the part where. And her, her like ending to the first verse or like the first half of the song where it's like her dad's telling her as she's waiting as essentially this boy in this instance is out and stuff. And she's waiting for him to get home and all this stuff. And then the revelation is all this is happening on her 21st birthday. Because turn in 21 and the music slows down before it transitions to the second part. Like, holy fuck. All this shit just setting up like she's in this like small little vacation cabin with her family. He's with her and her family and stuff. And he's like entertaining the parents, but he went out for whatever. But all this is happening as her, you know, it's supposed to be fun turning 21. And... It's like, oh, and then you really realize, oh, wait. And then she mentions it some part in the song of maybe if we were closer in age. And a lot of people basically figured out, oh, she's talking about this guy. She's talking about Jake Gyllenhaal type of thing. And I think I haven't seen the music video, but in the music video, they basically use an actor that kind of looks like him. So it kind of gives it away. And the age gap, there were definitely age gap type of thing. Like 10, 12 years type of thing. Which I don't get how you play victim in an age gap when you are in your 20s and stuff. When you know, do I think the older person is typically a creeper? Yes. But at the same time, you consented to it. 
Let's let's not pretend that's not a thing. Like this whole thing, like oh, because it didn't work out. Now the age gap, like oh, you can only get girls my age. It's like, well, you wanted them to have a girl your age too. So, but whatever. Um, and she's dated other dudes who are slightly older, like John Mayer. She has a tendency; she likes to date older dudes, but then use that to shit on them. Which, if you desire those type of older dudes, that probably says something about you too. But hey. You know what? Self-accountability. Nah, you know what? Can't do it. Um, <laughs> ah, Jesus, Clint. Um, oh, but the haters are going to hate, hey, hate, and she'll just shake it off. And actually, I was thinking, as I was singing that song, I'm like, wait, shake, shake. I was singing the Mariah Carey song. Did she still Mariah Carey's, like, song title? Shake it off. I just realized it's the same fucking title of the song. So we know Mariah Carey didn't write hers. Um, but, you know, yeah, I've been on this Taylor Swift binge and I think I really like her music. I really do. Even if I find the way her perspective on a lot of her relationships kind of a turn off. But if it sounds good and... If it's very detailed and there's a lot of process, a lot of thought put into it, regardless if I actually like enjoy her point of view, I enjoy the fact that she's able to explain her point of view where you know how she looks at it. And I hate listening to basic music where you like it's just generic to kind of be very broad and she does this great ability I'll give her credit she does this great ability for being as big as she is to be able to niche it down so specific even for these broad big songs you that she could still reach that type of audience that seeks that uh kind of independent indie film vibe even though she's like the indie film actress that kind of like, she's an indie film actress that wants to portray and be, like, like one of her album titles, Folklore. She wants to be very, like, down-to-earth and everything, but at the same time, which is kind of the reason why she went from country to pop, she wants to be well-known. She's not trying to do this whole, like, you know what, I'm just doing it for the art. But she happens to be so good at the art that she can come off as that impression. When she could be so good at the art, but reach so many people. And I think that's what her great ability is. Um, I think, for example, like John Mayer, I'll use the example because I've really deep dive into a lot of his music. And a lot of his music's about, you know, his acknowledgement of his falls about my stupid mouth has got me in trouble. And it's this contemplation of always being an overthinker in life. It's this mm, always like he's basically talking to himself, trying to figure out the problems with people. And that's his problem is that he's trying to figure out all of his problems. Like why Georgia? Why? He's basically contemplating like his life of, you know, just going through the motions and his his trouble relationship with a specific place and 
question, always questioning himself if he's doing the right thing. Am I living it right? Um, and Slow Dancing in a Burning Room, for example, that's a song where he's basically talking about how a relationship between two people where you it literally feels like you're slow dancing burn like it's gonna burn down do you want to burn it down together or one of us can speak up where we can get out of this before it completely like burns us you know scar us figuratively and literally and it's of one person it's got to be more vocal about it than the other so we don't both like completely damage ourselves and we can get out of this and not literally burn together in this burn together in this room you know the self-destructiveness we've caused on each other and there's just this uh but you know when you hear a John Mayer song especially his older music but even now you can still sense it you sense a guy that still has a lot of the same issues he had when he was younger. He just has more means to access those issues. And it's weird because typically you have more money and stuff. Like a lot of things will typically solve and take care of itself. Yes. But I think what you could tell is like some things never really leave you. No matter how much fame, no matter how much money, no matter... Your self-destructiveness as a person will always be there. I think Taylor Swift is a great example of someone who... She will always be self-destructive when it comes to her relationships with, I guess, guys specifically. But there's plenty of people that have had problems with her. You know? Um, Kanye? Um, (laughs) But no, like, you know, there's a... I think the thing with Taylor that... I think can turn people off is I I think people are always turned off with people where they feel like there's some disingenuous with how like good of a person they want to portray and how much of a victim they are and everything. And it's her music. She has every right to kind of portray however she wants. But at the same time, people also have a right. People also have the right to have an opinion and stuff about how, you know, you can like sometimes you can be so caught up in yourself that you can't really see what's happening. And I don't know, I just think that kind of uh I think with John, for example, he's a, he's the definition of a person who goes back and forth as an overthinker and has things about himself that are people don't know how to respond to. He has he definitely has that smartest guy in the room syndrome and you know what when you play guitar like that you can kind of have that man i'm be honest with you when you can write songs and reach as many people as him and taylor swift you can get away with kind of being unlikable in some ways you know why because they are fucking good at something and that's just kind of you you could swift through of all their flaws as a person and that if they were an average you know person working whatever job and stuff like yeah they may be unlikable to a lot of people but they're not so they're very likable <laughs> i don't know what else to tell you guys um 
But yeah, um, Taylor. I, I guess my thing about the Taylor Swift. I, I don't know. I went on this long rant and tangent. It wasn't even the point why I wanted to talk about Taylor Swift. But you know, when you listen to Taylor Swift, one you start feeling like you're that guy that she's talking to. She be having you feel like you ain't shit. And sometimes, like, you you actually start thinking, like, man, like, I've never met Taylor. I've never done anything to this girl, but I feel bad for what I did to her. <laughs> I'm sorry, Taylor. Um, <laughs> but I think that's why, I think that's why, like, a lot of the, I think that's why girls really love Taylor Swift, you know? Because of a predominant mass of our audience is woman. You know, that's just the reality. Is that... Women will always get around the shit on men. Even if it's in light heart. Even if it's light heart. It's not, you know, it's not really that... I think for the most part, it's not really like a woman don't want men and shit. But like, it's not like, yeah, you know what? There's some shitty, there's some shitty dudes. And you know what? You get to make great music off of it. There's plenty of guys in history music that have made a lot of music, a lot of great music, based off the shittiness that women have done to them. And that's okay. I'm okay with it. If it makes you make great music, shit on me. I was just like, when I was in the car listening, I'm like, damn. I started feeling sad for a second. Like, damn. Damn, Clint, you really fucked up. No, you know, you really let her get away. It does make you look at a few things of yourself the way like she would describe certain situations with dudes in that all in the all too well song where it's she's like breaking down every little minute detail about that. So many details I can't even think of one right now. One that like stands out just like some about the the keychain fuck the patriarchy type of shit. Like that's so specific that whoever that is about hypothetically Jake Gyllenhaal. Hall. You know, he should have, he could have, should have threw a couple Southpaws at her. <laughs> uh, it's a movie reference that no one really saw, but people are always fascinated about body transformation. So, you know, whatever. Um, uh, I guess that's why, you know, now I think about like, maybe that's why Nightcrawler, he looks so goddamn thin and stressed. Taylor was stressing him out. Um, <laughs> But no, you know, um, it's fascinating to me. Shit, what was I talking about specifically? Oh, but yeah, um, I, I guess I just think that yeah, I don't know. I forgot what I was talking about. No, talking about Taylor Swift. But yeah. Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm always for the the get the you know the mini shit group. Like I get it, but you know you're gonna come back around us. You know you're gonna marry you're gonna marry somebody a year later after you go through your mini shit phase. I'm okay with that. You you know you'll shake it off. Okay, I guess I'll be your wildest dreams. Huh huh huh. Uh. Yes, it is a love story. Baby, just say yes. That sounds like consent. Um, 
it's like, she's like, why are you on the phone with your girlfriend? I'm like, she's upset because I'm here with you. Um, <laughs> but no, you know, uh, yeah, I guess that's just my observation of Taylor Swift. So yeah, good stuff. <laughs> So, also, a thing I was saying about, right, Here, here's the, the evolution of the side piece. I'm not a guy. I'm not a multiple gal type of guy. Never really have been. It's just too much work, I would imagine. Just, just talking to, you know, friends of mine or people I know that do kind of dabble in the side piece world or have done the multiple girls at a time type of thing. Like, it just seems too much work. Like, I literally barely can keep track of a girl that I'm talking to and their stuff that if I were to add a second, I might actually start confusing and feel like, oh, yeah, I remember yesterday when, you know, you told me you hated mosquitoes. And she'd be like, actually, I, I nev- we've never talked about mosquitoes. And I'd be like, oh. I must have just been some on my mind. She's like, you've been talking to another bitch about mosquitoes. It's like, uh, no. She's like, oh, so that's why you're getting swole. You're more swole than a mosquito. Bite. And I'm like, ugh, this shit bites. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it just seems too much work. And you know what? Praise Allah. Praise all the people. Praise all the guys out there that can bounce. Um, just not Ime Yudoka. Actually, it seemed like he had it under wraps, you know? seemed like he had it under wraps. But then apparently, even after the team found out, because, you know, it seemed like the team found out about it, and they told him to stop. Like, hey, this can't happen anymore. And if he would have stopped, they probably wouldn't have suspended him. They probably would have kept on the wraps and it may or may not have ever leaked. But since apparently, this is allegedly, he kept, after he was told to stop, he kept making remarks and unwanted advances, quote unquote, as whatever the fuck that means. Um, well, obviously, I know what unwanted advance means, but. Apparently, she didn't want to pursue the relationship anymore, but he did. And so, that's when it caused a problem, apparently. Because, you know, the whole, like, 80 other times they fucked. Hey, not a big deal. But when he's like, hey, do you want to fuck one time? And she said no, apparently, now it's a problem. He's like, I'm sorry. There was a lot of constant positive reaffirmation that she wanted to fuck me a lot. But one time she says no, and apparently I pushed the envelope. I don't know. Even though there's a lot of evidence that would make me assume, and rightfully assume, that she wants to fuck. But hey. You know what? Now I'm starting to actually feel pretty... I'm actually starting to side with this guy more. I think being suspended a whole fucking year for fucking is, is pretty insane. Regardless of your personal moral beliefs. I don't morally agree with it. I don't. But I had to break it to you. All of these coaches in every sport, all of these players in every sport, they're all fucking ones that aren't their wives. I hate to break it to you. Or their girlfriends. 
if I mean, if you call yourself a girlfriend to an NBA player, I mean, whatever you gotta do to help yourself sleep at night or make yourself feel more elevated. But just know, like, you're not the main girl. So this kind of makes me think, right? So, if you're fucking your side piece more than your main, doesn't that make your main a cheap meal? Here's what I mean by that, right? Because, like, you are... They say you are what you eat, literally and figuratively here. Um, but let's just say for food's sake, right? You are what you eat. What you eat most consistently, what you consume most consistently, that is more of your main meal. And let's say once every two weeks, you know, you have Burger King, you have pizza, you have wings, you have, you have, you have takeout, you have Chinese, you have whatever. You pig out. You eat a lot. A lot of bad foods all in one sitting. You just say, fuck it. I'm not thinking about anything important. I'm not thinking about my health. I'm not thinking about my well-being. I'm not thinking about my future. I'm not thinking about anything. I'm not thinking about the repercussions of what I'm doing. So if that's your main meal. Peach is your side meal, right? Now what happens when your side meal, hence the side piece, becomes... Your main meal. And that's where you're consuming more and more and more. And you're consuming the stuff you cook at home a lot less. Think of your main piece as home cooking. And your side piece is takeout. So, but if you're having takeout every night. That that's your main meal now. So if you're fucking your side piece more than your main, doesn't your side piece actually become your main? And your main has become your side piece. Because whatever you're doing less often, that's the side dish. When you have a plate full of food, what's the part of the plate that takes up the most space? It's the main course. It's the beef. It's the chicken. It's the steak. It's the chicken parm, baby. And you have like little, like, and then your side is like, all right, have a little yams. You have mac and cheese. You know? Mashed potatoes. You can't have mashed, you can't just have a big bowl of grits and mashed potatoes for a meal. I mean, I guess you could. Rest in peace to your toilet and your gallbladder and your whole fucking internal system and how it operates. But it's not good for you. And it's not going to it's not going to get all your nutrients in, right? So if you're consuming your side piece a whole lot more than your main piece, then your side piece is now your main piece. And your main piece has been downgraded to a side. I mean, at least if you're going to do this, at least have your priorities in order, you know? It's okay to dabble in the side piece, you know? side The side piece is supposed to be for a nightly cap or a morning cap. 
or morning and night cap, you know, maybe a middle of the day cap, you know, but you know, you eat takeout two or three times a day, you eat it five or six times a week. You're only eating at home once or twice. Like you're going to start feeling the effects. You're not really getting the best out of yourself. So, yeah. Good stuff. <sighs> Jesus. I just don't understand, like, it's funny how with the whole Ime Udoka situation, how, because his partner was Nia Long, is Nia Long, maybe was, I don't know the situation now, but pretty well known, they were, they were a thing for a while before him, and now, of course, Apparently on Twitter, all this stuff, people are bringing up J. Cole because, you know, in his song, No Real Models, he had the knee along. I forgot the exact line of it, but it was basically, I, I'm literally visualizing, but it's leaving me the lyrics leading up. But of course, I bring it up, even though J. Cole is literally married with kids and his whole life is private. And they're like, hey, J. Cole, in case you don't know, knee along is single. And he's probably like, yeah, I made that song like nine years ago. Jesus Christ, people. Like, I'm married with kids now. But where's she at? <laughs> um, <laughs> with all that being said, oh, where's she at? Um, if you actually really look at a lot of J. Cole's like old songs and lyrics, like it's a lot of it's a lot of getting head references. Getting dumb, getting brain from a good old thing. Um, she was in my math class. Long hair, brown skin with a, you know, fat ass and amazing personality, of course. Um, big ass and that sundress. Ooh, uh, that's actually Drake. But you get what I'm getting. That was just kind of how rap was in those days, from the big three. Um. But, um, yeah, I don't know, like, really, the people that need to be, now think about Nia Long, like, her first big appearance was on Fresh Prince, I think uh, her and Will Smith have a lot of things to relate to now. Um, <laughs> that That's who really should be getting with Nia Long, is Will Smith. You know, you wouldn't get, like, you know, you want to repair your image, It'll, let me be, let me be Will Smith's publicist, let me be his image consultant let me be his kevin samuels rest in peace image consultant it's like go out in the public kneel on by your side you know do it on a friday <laughs> she was in friday right i think so we're yeah she was in friday uh, i guess i'll have to watch it next friday or the friday after next um <laughs> Ah, uh, Jesus, Clint. But that's a, that's how Will Smith repairs his whole image. Get with Nia Long. And, which, speaking of that, 
August Alcina got, I, I read it, he got punched by Tory Lanes. Like, you got punched in the face by five foot five Tory Lanes. I guess uh, you didn't have to do more than just say it, because uh, he said it a lot. Um, and apparently, you know, it had really nothing to do with the Jada Will situation, but. It kind of does because I guess I haven't listened to it, but I remember I've seen, I've seen the song reference and title before. I've just never listened to it, but he wrote. But I remember when the whole thing was going on, he wrote a freestyle or wrote a rap, and I'm pretty sure it's probably on Spotify or whatever. I gotta listen to it, where he basically went in on August and the whole situation with that. You know, I haven't listened to it, whatever, but apparently there's definitely a. There's definitely a history, or there's definitely some type of animosity or bad blood. They're certainly not buddies. I think that's fair to say. Um, and it's weird. August during this whole situation, during the whole situation, played a kind of a victim mentality. It's like, you know, was he kind of preyed upon? And I believe when I covered the whole situation in real time, I actually felt a little bit for August. But, you know, more time time goes on with a lot of these things. You realize that a lot of people that play victim in consensual situations, they just don't like how they're being viewed and perceived. So they play a victim and someone's like, look, if you enjoyed it, you don't have to apologize to no one. Don't get all your feelings about it either, though. But, you know, I feel bad in the sense that she probably did kind of use him in some way. But, hey, man. I learned the hard way. Um, but yeah, apparently you got punched in the face by Tory Lanez. That's got to be pretty deflating as a man. Um, and apparently, speaking of Tory Lanez shooting, apparently, uh, the baby smashed Megan the Stallion the night before the shooting. It's crazy how all this shit connects. Just too much going on here, man. But yeah, no, I'll repair Will Smith's image. I like, no, you are going out with Nia Long. And we're sending all TMZ, we're sending all the publicists. Because you know what? This is the only way to repair any type of redeemable qualities. It's two broken people that have been embarrassed publicly. Like, not just cheating on, and it's known they've been cheated, but, like, embarrassed publicly. Even though, it doesn't even feel like Nia Long, like, is being embarrassed because we haven't seen her. We don't know what she's actually going through. And we also don't really know their situation. They could have been separated or some shit, you know? Where we know, that we know the Will Smith situation. Yes, it was open, all this shit. But you could tell by his reaction, he didn't know it was that open. And she was like, oh, it was open the whole time. Well, uh, where there's a wheel, there's an August. Um, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, does Will Smith have to actually write a will? Or is it understood that he just has will power? Uh, I guess 50 Cent will write his. Okay. Um but yeah, I you know, uh, it's just it's just fun stuff out here. It's a lot going on, man. 
I don't even know what the title of this pod. This pod is like the fucking the side piece pod. The the Adam Levine naming wanting to name his child after a fucking IG girl. Like how pathetic are you? Who who wants to name their child after an IG girl? Like you you're literally married to a Victoria's Secret model. The woman you're having a child with. Like, is deemed on a widespread level a lot more beautiful and attractive than this IG model. And I think it just goes, you could be Victoria's Secret model, you could be Nia Long, it doesn't matter. Guys, do not give a fuck about your title in the world. We do not give a fuck. That's the thing. It's just how do like as as great as it is for as like us dudes we say we don't care how much a woman makes we don't care about your job description we don't care what you do we just want you to suck our dick and cook his breakfast no we just want <laughs> honestly we just like you gotta take the good and bad of what men and women desire from the other like. As good as it is to be like, men don't care about your job. Men don't care about how much you make and stuff. Like, we just want someone to bring peace to our life. We just want someone to make us happy. Like, on the simplest of levels. Like, we just want someone that can, you know, be nurturing. Someone that we view as a, you know, future mother of our children type of thing. Those qualities, right? And it just goes to show that also what comes with that is that you could have all the great success and all that shit. It does not matter. If we want to fuck some other people, if we're going to fuck some other girls, we're going to fuck them. Consensually, of course. Well, in the most ideal circumstances. Um, you know. And that's why, like, people are all shocked, like, oh, how could you ever cheat on Nia Long? How could you ever cheat on Victoria's Secret model? It's like, because that was not even, like, at the forefront of anything that would have stopped them from continuous window acts. They were not thinking about my wife is Nia Long and my wife is a Victoria's Secret model. That was not one of those things that made him contemplate it. Because that's not really what matters when we want to, you know, access the sins and commit, you know. We're on the other side of the coin. If the roles were reversed and let's just say a girl was married to a highly powered man in a higher power position and stuff like that. Or a man who... Has a very, uh, who has a lot of status to his title, right? Whatever that may be, even if it's just some as like a, you know, like a. Uh, I'm trying to think of a like a, back in the day. I don't even know. Like a man that's like a high level news anchor in the world, right? And she was just like a normal. She was just like a, you know, maybe a housewife or just had like a normal job or whatever. But he was the one that had like the high status name. Like, 
she probably it would take a lot for her to go fuck around and cheat on him unless like things are just that bad at home type of thing you know like there would be so much more that would go through her mind to make her lose all that but just guys we don't think about that shit man that's why like honestly with a lot of these times with dudes that get married and lose half their shit i i I stop i've over time stopped feeling as bad because you voluntarily put yourself at risk to lose all that shit and then you don't even and like you you know your tendencies and your nature and stuff and you know you don't have the self-discipline to say no and then I, i i have to stop feeling bad for these dudes that put themselves in position to lose a lot of this shit right at some point, like, you got to help yourself, man. Like, you know the system. This is, it's not like these new rules were created after, you know, you got married. Like, you know the deal. And you still went through and went through egregiously and didn't even hide to Adam Levine. Like, Jesus Christ, man. You have a check mark. The blue, you everyone wants to be verified blue check mark. You know, Adam Levine is a great example of why maybe you don't want to be blue check mark. Like, at least if it was, like, a phone number, you could bullshit and say, oh, I have multiple phones. That's not my phone. Someone stole my... Like, you can't even do that on your Instagram. Because it's literally you. And anyone that's handling your Instagram and shit, they're not DMing these IG girls as you. Like, Jesus, dude. But, um, I think it just kind of shows that it kind of, I, I don't know, I guess it's just the way I look at it now is the way you kind of see that dudes really don't give a fuck. <laughs> and, I, and I think it's good. Like, I'm not so, I don't care about a job a woman has and stuff like that because that has very little to do with what I would want in someone. Or what what I find attract like I find it attractive when someone likes their job and shit like that and makes a living for the like you know there's attractive aspects of it but I can meet someone that you know is a you know work answers phone calls like works at a like works at a customer service place and it would not change the my desire for them if i found them attractive if i found them interesting their personality drove me right but i would understand if i worked at a minimal job and i would understand if a girl would just be like i'm i'm just not attracted to that like as shit that's just reality and as the older you get and as a dude you just got to understand like that's just how this world works and hopefully you find someone that doesn't care for it as much, but, you know, um, but yeah, I guess the way I look is, uh, I think Adam Levine, Ime Udoka, I think what it exposes when you really dig deep in kind of how men operate is that title shit that you think just because you have some attached to your title and your name and your status Man, there are bums cheating on high status women. There, there, there are there are dudes who, like, you're in a situation with someone. Adam Levine, like, as big as she is and all that shit, like, Adam Levine is the lead singer of Maroon Five. All right, like, 
in a status level and notoriety, he's technically above you. But she has enough stats for like, okay. Like, wow. Even Yudoka was like a former NBA player, like a role player, kind of a journeyman. Neil Long, bigger notoriety because he was like an assistant coach for years. And he became a head coach, which is going to bring like his fame notoriety up. Because, like, oh, he's one of the 30 head coaches. He's a head coach of Boston Celtics and had success in his one season by making it to the finals. Like, that's unheard of in your first season, making it to the finals as a rookie head coach. And pretty good at it, too. So, I think uh, this dude got a head coach for one year. It's like, whew, I'm the man. I'm the man, I'm the man, I'm the man. Um, <laughs> I guess you should attend church for Maroon 5 on Sunday morning, rain is calling. Pray to Jesus, because goddamn these ladies and their skin and dropping it back. Oh, baby. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's definitely a... I don't know, I, I guess the conclusion to this pod and everything is... We do not care what you fucking ladies do for a living. It is not going to be the difference in whether... If a guy's going to do it, he's going to do it. And really, I mean, girl, like... If someone's going to do something, they're going to do something. It don't matter who you are. It don't matter... How good you think you are sexually. It really doesn't. Because guess what? Like... Someone's going to always throw it back for us. If a guy doesn't change, it's because he either doesn't have options or he must really love you. Or he's weighing out the options and just saying, it's not worth it. Like, I respect someone that says, when someone asks, how come you've been faithful to your partner? And they just say, it's not worth it. It doesn't mean they never thought about it. It doesn't mean they have opportunities. It's just... When I weigh out the options, it's literally, <laughs> it's literally like monetarily, money-wise, not worth it. And it just may not be worth it to, you know, some to live with, like guilt and shit. Like, you know what, that, you know, the moral reasons, like, oh, uh, you know, uh, that's a lot to do. I couldn't imagine hurting my partner is not worth it. It's like, you know, I just couldn't imagine seeing her face when I hurt her. It's like, more like, eh, you know what, it's not really worth it. Because you know what, if you were able to do something and there was a 100% guarantee, no one would ever find out. I think 90% of people that didn't follow through when doing it, they would have done it. There's always that fear of, what if they find out? Just don't be as dumb as Adam Levine and literally have your name in blue check mark saying, you're so fucking hot. We, I want to name my child after you. Can I name my child after a common name? Summer. Jesus. This fucking guy. Like, you would have thought this dude, like, has never gotten puss before. I don't know how else to put it. You think this guy has has never felt the juice? Um. <laughs> I mean, damn. Like, I get, man. Hey, look, man. I... <sighs> I get the power of pussy, but Jesus Christ, don't become one. Like, don't, don't, don't become a, a pussy to the pussy. Like, you know, at least pretend like you have some standards.
But, yeah. Just gonna show no matter how much fame and shit you have. Sex and pussy and dick. It, it can fuck up your life. It can... It's a real it's a real thing that really sucks people in literally and figuratively. It just captures you. You're like, I I can't get it out. I just can't. And she's like, Good. You're like, oh Jesus. And then I'm going in and then I go hard, you know, until it's done. Then it softens up a bit. And that is episode 172, because I, I don't want to keep talking about that. This was a very sexual-driven episode, but it is just based off viewer discretion advice. Uh, but yeah, that was episode 172 of the Off and Beat Podcast with Clint Nelson. Uh, don't forget to like, follow, comment, subscribe, hit the notification bell. But most importantly, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to suck some titties. And yeah. Um, and I'm going to kill this bug that's been, I've been staring at Lily for the past hour. It's literally right when I press record. It's just like this little butterfly, this little fucking thing that's just staying in the corner. And I'm going to kill that motherfucker. All right, guys. Have a great day.